Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com This is Everything is Personal with Len May. Hey everyone, welcome to Everything is Personal. I'm Len May, and uh, this is my wonderful, sexy, beautiful co-host, great to see your face without a mask, John Small. How you doing, party people in the place? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Len, it is wonderful to be here. It is funny to be without a mask, and thank you. I I do not seem to uh, have gotten sick, so uh, it was all was all in vain probably some but, some negative so yeah so yeah <laughs> that's so, a good litmus you're time. negative yeah so that's good <laughs> but it is lovely to be back with you thank you and i'm excited well, about this episode because i'm gonna learn something about myself today yeah today you have to be sort of my litmus test too and i'll tell you why because we're gonna geek out nice. i'm gonna go deep into the endo dna test we're gonna review your own dna compatibility mm. with cannabis and okay. we'll review mine and yeah. we'll see what the differences are It'll be interesting. I, I have never shared mine. Before. Really? People use mine for samples, like when they do a, a DNA, but I've never used mine because we already have a sample one. So this will be interesting uh, for me. I'm excited I, I'm yeah. to get a little sneak peek into what makes Len tick. This is going to yeah. be interesting. Plus, we can understand why I'm such a neurotic mess. I'm excited to find that out finally yeah, once and for sure. Thank you, DNA. Thank you, all you Ashkenazi Jews in Russia that have passed this on. I was going to say, uh, I was going to say there is, we're, we're starting to see a pattern, uh, something we're referring to as the Jew gene. No way. Yeah. Do I, ha- I want to find out if I have it. Can't disclose that yet. That's, okay. Uh, that's something that'll, that'll come Maybe up. Maybe you can uh, hint at it like, oh, I, I'll definitely very hint at interesting. It. Yeah. If I don't have the Jew gene, I don't know what who does. It's the Larry David. Anyway, we all sort there's, of have it. And it's probably there, why a lot of Jewish people relate to each other, because there's a, even if you're not religiously Jewish like me, you have a kind yeah. of cultural connection or some sort of genetic connection with fellow Jews. It's interesting. Well, happy Jewish New Year, Shana. Yes, Shana, Shana Tova. <laughs> well, I am clearly not fasting. Should I be fasting? Was that yesterday? I don't remember. I don't think that's the right holiday. <laughs> okay. I, this I, shows you I'm, just what a good Jew I am. I'm just as Jew-ish as you, and I'm the right. tattooed Jew. So. Yeah, you tattooed you. <laughs> the best way to do this is to log into your portal, and while you're doing that, and share your screen, and then you drive, and I'll explain kind of why we do it this way. What the hell this test is anyway? The idea of the test is 
I learned over the years that different people really have different experiences with the same type of cannabinoid profile. Yeah. Many people have a different uh, experience. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, you're putting in all kinds of stuff in your body that you don't really know these strain names and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's the profile and how that works with your DNA that turns things on and turns other things off. So that's really uh, why we did that. And, and, and looking at your DNA is sort of the, the beginning of everything. That's how okay. everything starts. Now, can you see my screen right now? You can. Yeah, I can see your screen. Yeah, I see my, yeah, I see my DNA live. So the reason why it's my DNA live, the, our website and our product is endodna, endodna.com. But the reason why we have it, my DNA live is because that's your secure anonymized portal and that's HIPAA compliant. And I, I just want to state this up front because the other day I was at a, I was at a, a Jewish New Year's party with, I think there was only two Jewish people. It was all non-Jewish people. I think they just like the fact that you can party and, and have Shabbat and yeah, all that loves stuff. That. Yep. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good time, but they were talking about this and they said, Oh, I don't want to give up my DNA. You're going to clone me. Uh, I said, I said, brother, let me tell you something. You <laughs> see this glass you're drinking. If I want to clone you, I will swab this glass and I will right. take it to my lab and I will clone you. You're not that important really. <laughs> So <laughs> I've never heard the clone thing. That's, that's pretty egotistical. I've heard the, I, you know, I don't, I, my privacy and people worried that like somehow they're going to, I don't know, they're going to get arrested for being the uh, California serial killer, you know, the golden state killer. I don't know what it is, but people, particularly people that are more susceptible to being arrested groups of maybe of they people. have something to hide. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but no, no, but certain, certain people who are, are fearful of the, of the police are worried about getting the, putting their DNA out there. I think what, what's your response to that? So fingerprints are going to go away. Everybody that gets arrested or anybody that goes in the country, anything that's going to happen, they're going to swab and get their DNA into a database. That's right. the future. Everybody's going to do everything by DNA. So it helps get a lot of people out of jail that are falsely accused. Also, it helps to be in a database. If you're going to do something that's going to have a DNA mark there, you're going to be found out much quicker than fingerprints. So right. it's a much more accurate method. There's no avoiding the future. The future, the technology that we have right now. So the FBI already put out the funds to have a desktop sequencer. There's a company that already makes that. It sequences your DNA within 30 to 45 minutes. It's not the same as ours where it has 700 different genetic markers or SNPs. All you need is a handful of them and it can be done in a, in a closed machine within 45 minutes or, or less. So this is going to be instantaneous DNA tests or the future. That's going to be uh, something that people are looking at. But at the end of the day, you also care about your epigenetics. And I'll kind of explain what that is. Your, your DNA is your genetic predisposition. Your epigenetic is how that gene is expressing itself in the real world. So if you have a genetic predisposition to insomnia and you sleep great, but all of a sudden, uh, and it happened to a couple of people that I know, all of a sudden they start waking up in the middle of the night that gene expressed itself and you can measure on a cellular level that that gene turned itself on. Now, how is this related to your cannabinoid system and how can what you see in your DNA affect or impact your reaction to cannabis and CBD products? Yeah, it's a great question. And it, <clears throat> we'll dive into it a, a little bit more as I'm going through yeah. the report. But the gist of it is we have an endocannabinoid system. So this system is so interesting because 
it modulates. Think of it as like your puppet master sitting on top of all the other systems and it modulates all the other systems that you have. And the reason why it does it this way, it actually, think of it like salmon swimming upstream. It takes signals from all your other systems and it brings it back through your central nervous system, through the synapse, up the uh, neurotransmitter. And it says, okay, this system is unregulated. There's something that's lacking. So it says more of this chemical needs to go out. Right. So it actually modulates all the other systems. The reason why your DNA plays a big role in that is because certain things that you put in your body can actually trigger a adverse event and you may not have a really good experience like we've discussed on previous shows. Really? So, have, have we discussed that? <laughs> I was not aware. To, at nauseam and we're going <laughs> to do this again today. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> the, the idea is to help somebody think of it more as uh, I think I used this analogy before, but I'll use it again because it's very easy for people to understand. Think of it as your ways or your GPS. Mm -hmm. So it'll show you this road over here has a traffic jam. There may be an accident. Uh, you're going to get stuck here. Over here is a much better road. Now it doesn't guarantee there's not going to be a pothole along the way. And that's where the epigenetic comes in, but it, it's a lot more accurate knowing that if you're lactose intolerant, right, you have a gene that shows you you're missing an enzyme to be able to metabolize a dairy product. Now, right. if you don't know this about yourself, you're going to find out the hard way. You're going to consume dairy and it's going to be like, oh, man, I think I'm lactose intolerant. But if your DNA shows you, you are actually missing this enzyme because this gene has a, what's called a polymorphism or some sort of expression of the mutation, then you will know it's probably something you want to avoid. So this is interesting. So somebody will get this test is completely protected. Once they get the results, you know, I have the benefit of knowing you and being able to go through it with you. Is there a way that they can get a consultation in some way on their results? I mean, it's very, and, and you, as you will see as we go through this, and for those who are not watching on YouTube, we will explain it. It is very detailed. What you read is very, very detailed. But you might want to have somebody like you, not you personally, but to go through it. So how does that work? Well, if they're a friend of yours, then, uh, <laughs> I'll send them your way. Results, All right. You hear that? But, uh, All my friends. Like, What's <laughs> up? But uh, we, we, we have a concierge service that you can apply to. And, uh, and then uh, somebody will help you go through those oh, that's results. Great. Like a counselor. But we do have a summary that we call the Bob from Iowa summary. So if you don't give a shit about the science, here's the summary and here are the products and the, you know, the formulations that will match best with you. So we have something like that as well. Well, shall we do a little road test here? We'll go Let's through mine. Not obviously we, we every it? detail of my life, but um, certainly some high-level things. And also, I would, we're going to do yours as well. And I think we can all learn a little bit about ourselves just from looking under the hood of, of our each mutual um, DNA test. So I am going to share my screen now with you. Do we need a drum roll? Yeah, this is pretty exciting. Okay, I'm, I'm screen sharing. So there it is. And here we go. So you're gonna have to drive for me, but uh, of course I'm gonna I'm gonna describe to people what it is. So uh, this is our welcome screen in my DNA Live. It just tells you welcome and gives you some information. On the left side, it shows you all the endocannabinoid system reports by category. There are 16 different categories, which I'll go over, and 76 reports in total. If you scroll down a little bit, mm -hmm. where it says access your personal wellness plan. So there's a blue button. This one is a health survey. So we ask everyone to take a health survey and we do it for two reasons. Number one, 
we get a baseline of understanding where you are before you start with consuming any cannabinoid product. So we have your baseline and we know what it is uh, in terms of uh, your pain and everything else. The second reason why we do that is because we create a personalized wellness plan. And a personalized wellness plan looks at what it is that you're experiencing in the moment versus your genetic predisposition. So we were just talking about that, but I'll give a real example. So insomnia, we talked about sleep. So you may have genetic predisposition towards insomnia, but however, you sleep great. You don't have any issues with sleep. Hmm. But right now, stress or uh, inflammation, that's something that's important to you. So when you take your, your survey in the wellness plan, we'll provide you those things first because they're most important to you right now. And that's sort of the epigenetic profile. That's what you're experiencing. The other thing that I want to point out is underneath where it says your survey-based report, mm -hmm. there's a little new badge, an EW, and it says get your drug interaction report. This is really, really, really important. Get your drug interaction report. Yeah. Oh, cool. Should I get started now? Yeah. A drug interaction database. What we have right now is 206 prescription medications, both genetic and brand. And uh, we look at if there is a reference that that medication or the cannabinoids may actually impact the efficacy of that medication. So it can be an inhibitor. Uh, the level of what type of inhibitor changes from person to person, medication to medication. But to give you an example, if somebody's consuming a SSRI or like a serotonin inhibitor, like anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication, which are that category, certain cannabinoids can actually impact the efficacy of that medication. So if you're taking cannabis with that, you should know. I mean, you can still consume it, but there's a, a guideline of when to take it and how to take it. Same thing with like blood thinner medication, a whole bunch of different medications. So this is really, really important because people have adverse reactions and they don't realize that it's because they're interacting with their prescription medication. We are also releasing a supplement and nutrient interaction database. We started getting a lot of people during COVID that were asking, you know, what do I take? The vitamin D and, the, and zinc and yeah. all these other things. And they were like, yeah, I mean, your doctors are prescribing. That's great. And yeah, go forward. But did you know that there are certain interactions with cannabinoids in those supplements? Hmm. Well, no. Well, let's go and share that and help as many people oh, that's good have a know. positive experience. All right. I have to yeah. see if my multivitamin so that's, interacts. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll show you if you yeah. have uh, predispositions to uh, deficiencies as well here. Right. So I always try to suggest that you start with an overview of the summary. So you can scroll up a little bit, hit where it says overview. Okay. Wow. I'm, uh, I'm uh, interesting. That's, that's interesting. I, Ooh, I you're, you're so, scaring me. I don't know what's interesting. That well, it no, says, no, no. I'm in, it's, that it's it says actually, I'm it's actually much. It's less. No, it actually disturbing than the you opposite. Think. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it definitely is. So the colors, there's a, there's a report, there's a summary and the colors mean green means that there's no variant detected. So there's no genetic polymorphism or genetic predisposition oh, that's been detected. Yellow means there is a genetic predisposition that's been detected. Schizophrenia. Just one variant. Okay. I wouldn't concern uh, that much with it, but it, it does lend to psychosis. So there's a gene. Uh, I'll explain that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, red means there's multiple genotypes, which gives you even a higher predisposition. So that pink, what's this? Is that reddish pink? That yeah, might just be pink, pink on my computer, my a yeah. reddish pink. Okay. Yeah. 
So, so I'm scrolling let's through start. Here. Let's start from the top and just kind of scroll through, and I'll, I'll, sure. I'll read through. So uh, the anxiety reports where there's stress, fetal extinction, PTSD, stress, but you don't have any variants detected. Which is so, interesting uh, because I have been diagnosed with anxiety. Maybe it's all in my head, literally. Well, Genetic. there's no genetic variant. That's the whole thing. So right. this is really important to know. Impulsivity, no. Schizophrenia, now, what I want to point out there, it's this is not a diagnosis of schizophrenia. So basically, it says your genotype is associated with a risk of developing an increased risk of developing schizophrenia. Now, it's a very, very, very minor risk. But however, what happens is if you have genetic predisposition towards this, then taking high doses of THC can trigger psychosis. Psychosis over longer periods of time has been associated with schizophrenia. Mm. So there's a reference to that. Yeah, so it just says uh, you're associated with a, a slightly increased risk. That's all. Okay, um, but that could maybe THC. explain why I get a little paranoid when I get too much THC in my system. Exactly, it's, it's psychosis. There's two genes that that's that CNR1, which is a, a cannabinoid receptor gene, and there's all, another one called AKT1, and mm -hmm. we'll, we'll look at both of those. Okay. Um, working memory impairment. So as a, when you're consuming cannabis, uh, there's uh, an association with uh, uh, working memory impairment. That is for sure, absolute 100% for sure that I lose, that I have some memory issues with when I'm- Yeah, now the good news is that it's temporary, meaning that when the receptor unbinds itself, then you're you're good to go. But under the influence of that receptor being bound, it's CB1, which is THC, mm -hmm. it impacts your memory uh, more than the average population. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. If we- um, irritable bowel disease. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's every they, Jew, every Jew on the planet. Um, that's the Jew they, gene. <laughs> digestive report. Uh, the, well, viral hepatitis. Yeah. It's interesting. It, yeah. There's definitely, but irritable bowel is actually related to stress. Mm -hmm. So there's a gene called FA, FAH. It produces that enzyme that uh, helps to regulate, uh, stress and it breaks down an andamite, which your body releases as your bliss hormone. And what happens over time when people are prone to stress, that cortisol that's being released in your bloodstream, it starts moving into your gut and actually affects your gut, the lining of your gut because mm. you're more acidic. Yeah. So that I've seen a lot of that, Crohn's, colitis, like all that kind of stuff. And there's a, a correlation between that and, and stress. And viral hepatitis, what is that all about? That just means I'm more prone to that, or does that mean? It's yeah, you have a genetic predisposition okay. to that, so just stay away from anybody with uh, hepatitis. hepatitis. Yeah, I would like <laughs> to not be near that person. Um, uh, I see some alcohol, some yeah, cocaine dependence. That's interesting because I've never had cocaine in my life, so I probably should stay away from it. You probably should stay away from it, but you don't have opioid dependence, so you can take I as many oxy as you can. You and Rush <laughs> Limbo can hang out and pop. Yeah, you that's, know, that's glasses fantastic. Full of pills. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then alcohol like dependence, it, it's true. So, you know, I know my grandfather was an alcoholic. Um, Mine too. I I do not, uh, I don't feel that. I mean, that probably is, that's interesting. That's in my genetic makeup because I don't, I have de definitely do not have an alcohol dependence. If anything, sometimes it just gives me a bad headache. So well, don't, you don't enjoy it. I don't so, particularly enjoy it, which if, is good. If you, if you liked it, it might you would be. like it maybe too much. Yeah. I had the same kind of thing. I, I don't really enjoy alcohol either, so... I do have a psychostimulant dependence, which is, what would that be? Stimulants, uppers. Uppers, psychostimulant upper, dependence. Okay. Yeah, any, 
type of upbringing. I mean, I don't have that. I'm just saying that it says that my genetic, uh, that I could, I could <laughs> possibly have a psychostimulant. You have dependent. a predisposition to psychostimulant. Uh, and then if we, if we go down here, so I have pretty good fitness on blood pressure, muscle. By sorry. the way, just so you know, this metabolism on CBD and THC, it's really, really important. Oh, okay. Metabolism reports. So you do not have any genetic predispositions that will cause you to be a poor metabolizer. Hmm. Uh, and uh, that means edibles. I mean, besides having like higher THC, which triggers a psychosis gene, you don't have anything in your genetic predisposition that will, you know, cause you to experience edibles worse than the average population. Oh, that's and interesting. I see, I see that one of those a lot in a lot of different reports. There's, okay. uh, there's a series of genes called cytochrome P450, and they're responsible for metabolism. And CYP2C9 is the gene that metabolizes THC through your digestive system in your liver. And CYP2C19 is CBD. So mm -hmm. if you have that, you would just adjust your dosing. But if you really are a poor metabolizer of THC, I strongly suggest uh, you know, limiting edibles. Right. Just based on my experience, I seem to have a fairly slow metabolism, but I'm glad to know that my genes do not indicate that. Uh, again, it's right. probably just me being fat. Well, um, no, you may, you may have a, we haven't, we haven't gotten to the metabolism reports. Oh, These I see. Strictly they, for drug metabolism, CBD and THC. I see. I see. So you still have an excuse. Okay. Wait, okay. just wait for it. Just wait and <laughs> wait will come into effect. Um, so you have this thing called host susceptibility reports. Yeah. I'm red for something called allergic rhinitis, which is interesting. Yeah. Is that like a sinus type thing? Yeah. It's an allergy. It's a yeah. sinus allergy. So I'll explain what we did these. And everybody takes reports, gets all the reports, uh, on lifetime updates. But we did this as a complimentary report when COVID started to show people where they have a genetic predisposition to possibly having some immune susceptibility. Mm. So people that have severity of influenza or susceptible to influenza or susceptible to allergic rhinitis, which is allergies. There is a correlation between some of these factors in your immune system and having some comorbidity. So what we're trying to do is empower people with information. If yeah. you have something like that, just be uh, more cautious than the average person and just be aware and work on your immune system. So strengthen your immune system. That's all it means. All right. So two things I got to look at, allergic rhinitis and severity of influenza. Mm -hmm. And then we go into my metabolism reports. Here we go. Here we go. Explain this to me. What am I looking well, at here? This says you have a genetic predisposition to non-metabolism caffeine really well, also non-metabolizing carbohydrates really well. You uh, don't metabolize fat and you have uh, a predisposition to above average body weight. So mm -hmm. these are all your, uh, you know, markers that you can- uh, I didn't have a chance. Uh, a I haven't had it. I didn't, they didn't even give me a chance. I was born with the ability to be a little bit- overweight. Obesity, uh, saturated fat. Yep. And uh, weight management. I just want to preface this so everybody understands. I had a conversation with a scientist today and uh, it got into a little bit of an argument because they're a scientist and yeah. I'm, I'm a sciencey guy. So yeah. uh, they, they have initials uh, so yeah. they, they know better. <laughs> the thing that I said, you're born with certain genetic predispositions that you can't change, certain ones, like your eye color, your skin color, uh, your height, you know, male pattern baldness and all that stuff. These are things that you're born with. They're in your genetic code. They're encoded in you. And uh, then the other genes that you have, you can control with an on-off switch because you know you have this genetic predisposition. There's action that you can take in your lifestyle, like putting good things in your body, exercising, something, all these different things you can control. 
And he was like, well, I believe that you can control all of your genes. You can actually modify your genes. I said, okay, well, you can modify your genes through CRISPR or a technology that can take out a gene and modify it. But if I'm meant to be, you know, six foot tall, I'm just saying, yeah, you can't will yourself to be, I can, I can stretch on anywhere I want for hours a day. I am not going to be six foot tall. If I'm five, eight, no matter what I do, I don't care what you put in your body. My my parents were saying, hang off a bar, eat carrots, whatever it is, it's not going to work. That's the point. You can't change those, but a lot of them you can. And that's the whole point of this. Give you information so you can take better control. How do you know what you can change and what you can't? So all these you can change. Okay. All of them. All of them. Yeah. There's only certain genes that you cannot do anything about, which are those, the, the ones that I mentioned. Yeah. A lot of genes you can change through lifestyle. Looking at my mood reports here, I'm pretty orange yellow for being depressive, overall happiness, response yep. to social situations, except I'm in the red for seasonal mood problems. And yep, which is probably why I'm pretty blue today. It's the, the <laughs> is fall. It, is it- is it the equinox? <laughs> is it the equinox? Today, it's Shana it's Tova. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've i never been a depressed person, but or at least diagnosed that way, but I certainly can. I know. I definitely have a propensity to, to have moods. Moody. Mood swings. Yeah. And then I'm going to, I don't want to go through too much detail here, but, but in terms of musculoskeletal immune reports, what does that mean? I'm in the red for something called treatment response. Yeah. You, you respond to treatment worse than the average population. Okay. When we pull up a, a report, uh, you know what? Let's just for the sake of time, yeah, yeah. Uh, click on uh, one of the mood ones. That's an easy one to explain. By okay. the way, um, we'll go to the THC side effects. Go to major depressive feelings. Sure. We found we have a I'll variant detected. Okay. Major depressive yeah. feelings. So what it says, you have at least one endocannabinoid system genotype, which is associated with an increased risk of depressive feelings. Uh, you should monitor yourself for signs of depressive feelings, particularly if you have experienced early life stress or significant recent stress. Well, I mean, who has not? Who has not? I mean, you, you yeah. live in 2020 and you <laughs> haven't felt stress. There's something yeah. very wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're medicated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Severely medicated. So I'm going to hit this um, in a second where it's got the suggestion, but scroll down to the signs for a second. Okay. So this tells you how to read the report. We're looking at CNR1 and CNR2. So it says, Jonathan, you may have a a higher or may have an elevated risk of developing depressive feelings. So you have your gene, your genotype. Uh, There's also a peer-reviewed reference. So everything we say has a scientific reference that you can click and you can go and it's been peer-reviewed. There's also how you compare to other populations. So if you click on uh, that link in the middle where it says, how do you compare to other populations? What it shows you is like general population, then it depends on what your ancestry is. So East Asian population versus American population versus European population. You can see how you can compare to different population groups. Interesting. What is the red is I don't compare. Uh, yeah. So I'm pretty, com- I compare pretty well European, which makes sense because that's my, my background is European. Right. Exactly. Eastern European. So, okay. Yeah, you can, on the bottom of this is an FAQ. So the FAQ shows you, you know, different information on how the endocannabinoid system is involved in depression, for instance. So you can see that, but scroll up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the suggestion says, and this is only if you are one of two things, either you're feeling, uh, you have some depressive feelings. So that gene is being expressed or 
you want to avoid the possible expression of that gene because you already have knowledge about that this is possible to turn on. Hmm. So it gives you a ratio because you didn't take the survey. We don't know your experience with THC. So we give you a general um, ratio of CBD to THC. So start 20 to one, all the way to one to one, which is more balanced. Mm-hmm. And if it's my mom, who's never taken THC, she would start with 20 to one. Uh, maybe you would start something that's more balanced one to one. Okay. The second thing is your terpene profile. And this is where your secret sauce comes in. Mm. You have suggestions for limonene and linalool. And if you want to click on the word where it says cognitive, it'll explain why. So uh, just click on the word limonene. There he goes, about okay. limonene. So, yeah. So, what it says is uh, limonene may reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. And uh, then it has a reference. And if you look at linalool, which is right next to that, uh-huh. it says the linalool may lessen the anxiety it's provoked by THC. So we talked about anxiety and all that stuff. And and you you mentioned that you had some um, feelings of stress and anxiety when you've consumed cannabis before. You don't have a genetic predisposition to that. But what's happening is if you're taking too much THC with a different terpene profile, it may be affecting you in that way. Your friend is more of a linalool, something that's calming. So even if you don't know what strain you're consuming, your nose knows. It's got this uh, lavender kind of smell. Like a lavender so, smell. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to avoid that kind of down feeling, uh, I would avoid anything that smells skunky and diesel Okay. Sour but diesel, not for me. Depends. Names, what the, I don't know. It depends. depends what, yeah, it depends what the terpene profile is. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking for stuff with linalool and limonene. Yeah. Okay. The yeah, limonene. Yeah. Okay. Just, but let's go back to your side effects, THC side effects. THC so, yeah. side effects. Oh, so look, you don't have any. I don't have any. Not, no. So you can smoke as much as you want. I would wake up. Uh, excuse, me, I'm just, excuse me. I'm just going to light up a J right here. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no, I'm good. We, okay. we, we should have one of those episodes <laughs> and then read the reports. I don't think my genes have talked to my brain recently um, <laughs> because I think it's probably more the freak out. It's not. It, it's interesting. It's more the, my, my brain's reaction to the way I'm feeling than what actually than what I'm feeling, I guess. That, so. That's exactly it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's your brain's reaction because when you're flooded with THC, your receptors are, are flooded. Now you begin telling yourself a story. Yeah. And that story starts perpetuating a story. So there's nothing in your genetic profile that shows a possible adverse event that you're genetically predisposed to. Hmm. Interesting. But then there are some vitamin reports uh, that shows you you have a genetic predisposition to deficiencies in B12. B12 and B6. Okay. Mm. I usually need vitamin E, which doesn't seem to be on here. But Not yet. We're working on that. So any report you want to click, any one of them, doesn't matter which one, just click. I want to go to the uh, wellness plan and the products. So your personalized wellness plan is really your Bob from Iowa summary, it looks at, and when you take the survey, it'll combine those things together, but it looks at every single genetic predisposition where you have an elevated risk. Mm -hmm. It shows you your suggestion for that specific symptomatic condition, what you're feeling. Yep. And what ratio of cannabinoids and terpenes are appropriate for you to take. If you have, you know, depressive feelings, this is your formulation, limonene and and linalool. If you have, uh, predisposition to the dependence and you have some markers on there, the full spectrum CBD, try not to take too much THC to boost your immune. This is your formulation for immune. It's got beta caryophyllin and humulene. And then if you scroll all the way down uh, as you're going through these. So what, okay. Cognitive. So these are the different feelings. I'm just trying to understand which one I should follow here. 
so you see where it says relevant reports, major depressive feelings. So if you're feeling depressed, this oh, is see. your formulation. If you don't want to feel depressed, right. if you're feeling, if you have some immunal issues and challenges, this is your formulation uh, to help with the- Wow, the, one to 20, uh, possibly THC. Well, uh, possibly because some of them have pain associated with mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And you want to increase your THC yep. uh, to help with uh, the pain while the inflammation is being reduced by the CBD and beta caryophyllin is a is actually an anti-inflammatory terpene and humulin works uh, really well with that as well. Then you have relief, which is uh, for joint pain, et cetera, and uh, unwind, which is uh, for insomnia. Okay. I don't know if you have any, yeah, you have bruxism and, and insomnia genes. What so are bruxism? A, what is bruxism? It's grinding your teeth. Oh, I really have that. I know I have that. Okay. Yeah. So I never knew I had that. I went to the dentist to get my teeth clean and he's like, you grind your teeth. I said, I do not grind my they teeth. Want, and then they want you to wear that mouth guard, which I just won't And do. I'm not wearing anything. <laughs> I'm not wearing but a I, mouth guard. There's nothing says quite like sexy than a man and his mouth guard. <laughs> yes. I was dating this girl and she had to take it out all the time. <laughs> just, yeah, it's just not. Really sexy. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's just something about so, it. So this is enough information to go out and get a product. But we took it a step further. If you click that order now button, mm -hmm. and by the way, we don't sell any products. Right. This is a database of different products. It uses an algorithm to show you what the percentage of match that product has based on their certificate of analysis, their test results, to see how closely that product matches your suggested ratio for a certain indication. So these are for unwind and, and, and bruxism. And you can look for you know, there's flour here, depends on, you know. So it's recommending patches. products to me, and these are products that you have uh, relationships with these companies. Suggesting products that, pro well, it's not only that we have a relationship, this, these companies were willing to provide us certificates of analysis. Oh, great. We, we run the algorithm, match them. And if it's a THC product, you can click on and go to their website and they'll tell you where to buy it. Mm -hmm. If it's a CBD product, you can buy it directly through that <laughs> manufacturer and it gives you a percentage of match. You see the little badge that has the heart with two hands? Uh, yes, right here. All the way to the right? Yeah. So that is a personal assistant that shows you if you say, oh my God, right now I'm having some issues with anxiety or depression. If you click on that, uh -huh. it'll take you to all the products that match that indication. Oh, that's specific. really interesting. Okay. So you can, it'll take you that. You can also go by categories. I, all I want is gummies or all I want is tinctures or show me anything that's just a topical. And yep. then you can then contain CBD only, or you can go to THC and CBD or THC only. So there's different ways to be able to navigate through this. So I'm really seeing some very interesting things for my uh, different things that I want to do. I see focus, full spectrum, immune relief, response, unwind. Yeah. But by the way, just, just, you know, John, like this is the thing that I think people always ask, and I want to put it out there. You didn't, but maybe that you're thinking it. So I'm kind of reading your mind. I want to ask it. Talking. <laughs> What do people I have? A I have a gene for that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just recommend or suggest one single thing? What is my formula? And the answer I have to that, that doesn't exist. There is no one, one single formula. pill for anything. It depends what it is that you want to address. So I kind of use the analogy of NyQuil and DayQuil. Mm -hmm. So if it's during the day and I need to work on my focus, so I have my daytime formula. Like I take my daytime tincture. This is yeah. what I consume during the day. Uh, that's my, you know, focus formula. Yeah, helps me my ADD. I'm that's my, my that's my Dayquil, and then my Nyquil is a formulation that's much higher THC with a completely different terpene profile. So your Nyquil and your Dayquil. Uh, hopefully, you won't take your Nyquil during the day and vice versa, and you'll be all right.
Is there something that is in your particular genetic profile that might be interesting to our listeners to know about? Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. It'll, it'll be a surprise it'll be a revelation for me. for me. I can't wait to see <laughs> what makes Len tick. I think mine is very similar to yours, by the way. Okay. And that's probably because we have a similar... Um, Jujine. Uh, and and come from a certain... <laughs> by the way, did you see... You don't have to tell me what it was, but did you see the Jujine in there? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> That was the, it's the brute, it's the, it's the, it's the teeth grinding thing. I, I'm not going to say, but I just think that it is. That All right. It. All right. So now we're looking at your screen and, uh, my screen. Uh, wow. Look at that. What the, that is amazing. <laughs> like, no, we're not even, we're not even looking at anything. What are some of the things that I, that you are surprised about or that you, that actually makes sense given you are somebody that actively takes a lot of different CBD products and cannabis products. So are there things that it sort of makes sense for you based on what you're seeing now? <clears throat> well, let's compare. So I, I also do not have any of the anxiety markers, no uh, stress reactivity. I do have a little bit of impulsivity mm-hmm. and I do have some uh, working memory impairment, which is true uh, when, yeah, when, I, when I'm uh, hi, I, I definitely don't remember. I, I'm bad with memory anyway, anyway especially right. names, but I remember weird things. Uh, like weird facts things. from your past, yeah. And Yeah, but even the way that I remember, it's like little movie clips. I was right. just talking to my buddy the other day, and I was like, remember we went so-and-so? He's like, I have no recollection. I'm like, what do you mean? You're wearing this. <laughs> we walked to the club. There was Jamie here. and He's like, I don't even understand how you remember these things. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you're that guy. Squirrel. Uh, I don't have uh, the uh, IBD. Oh, interesting. Wow, big Uh, cocaine dependence. I definitely do not like cocaine. Right. Uh, So I am very grateful. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. My things were always more down than up. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a big, like alcohol is not my thing. I don't don't like uppers. Yeah. Uppers are not my thing. Now, I do enjoy downers. Uh, or I did enjoy downers, and one of my favorites was uh, real opium. Oh, Luckily wow. for me, I do not have an opiate dependence. Yeah, so that, works out. that well, worked out. But opium was, uh, I can see where- Did you have that during your travels to Burma? <laughs> in my opium den <laughs> Yeah, days, in your opium yes. den. Okay. We used to sit there in the opium den and just uh, hang out with my, yeah. my buddies there. Uh, no, I actually had it shipped to me from Afghanistan. Oh, wow. Cool. Real, yeah. real opi, real, um, real opium. Yeah. Basically the, the stuff that they get now, but you know, yeah. there's a go, there's more control. I, I don't want to talk about it because no, I yeah, that's that. not, you don't want to, we all know. Yeah. We know what's going on. Drug. Okay. So, I don't have any, uh, metabolism, uh, drug metabolism. I I'm good with CBD and THC. So edibles are not my issue. I also have allergic rhinitis, which, uh, kind of makes sense because I used to get allergies a lot on the East coast, a lot, like Seasonal allergies were the worst. Yeah. But I don't get them here. I don't get them in LA. Man, I have the opposite. But anyway, that's interesting. So we both share that because I get them yeah. here, but I never had them in the East Coast. So I never get sick. I'm not going to. Yeah. That's great. But when I get sick, you get I get sick. knocked down. So five years ago, I got the flu, which was, I think, my first flu. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is. I was really sick and my fever was high. And I decided not to go to the doctor. I don't go to the doctors anyway. But I ended up uh, having to go to see my doctor, Dr. Chen, who's uh, really a DO of Chinese medicine. That's the only doctor I go to. Uh-huh. She's like, hold on a second. 
when I came in, she took my, my two pulses and looked at my tongue, yelled at me as she always does today. I brushed my tongue, which I shouldn't brush my tongue because there's a lot of things that your tongue tells you, but it can also, it can also tell you have pretty bad breath. Yeah. So I try to, I try to brush my tongue as often as I can. <laughs> she comes back and she puts a mask on and she's uh, and she goes, Hey, have you been near anybody from Africa? Hmm. And I said, uh, hmm. as a matter of fact, uh, Sasha is my daughter. We were helping to feed the homeless and we used to do this every weekend and like pack food and drive around. But we were working with a family from Eritrea, from, from Africa mm. and the really nice family. And then think of, I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, she goes, Ebola. I said, oh, what? <laughs> I was like, Ebola. What do you mean? Yeah. And she, she actually thought I had Ebola, Holy crap. Uh, but, but then I, I started Googling like it was bleeding no, from no, the yeah, eyes. Yeah. You're not bleeding from the eyes. You're not throwing up. <laughs> none of, yeah. none of that was happening. That's terrifying. That would have, oh I know it was terrifying. And, and then I had to quarantine myself. So what happened was I got the flu, which turned to be pneumonia because I didn't treat it. So for three days, I mean, there were people trying to come in my house, leave me food. I could not get up. I couldn't even move from a place in the couch. I slept I had 103 something fever for three days. I wore like two sweatshirts. I was freezing the whole time and everything hurt, even blinking hurt. And, and I had to cough. And every time I cough, I thought I would, my, my head was going to explode. So she would call me twice a day, every single day. And she would be like, how's the fever? Are you feeling better? And she would give me herbs. So I would, I made this, I cooked these herbs and I would, they tasted horrible, but I drank those uh, like the liquid of herbs every day. Third day comes and she calls me on. She's like, if the fever doesn't break and, you know, she speaks with a, with a heavy accent. I'm not, I'm not doing it now. If the mm-hmm. fever doesn't break, uh, then you have to go to the emergency room. And luckily on that day, it broke to 101 and I started feeling better for three days. I was dying, dying. So when I actually get sick, I get really, really sick. That was the point of that whole long story. Wow. But I, I've sick. taken... And you, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I guess the same way. And that's why we don't want to get the COVID. No, but I, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not concerned because that, that experience uh, helped me get uh, antibodies. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get antibodies too. You got to get sick a little bit. All and right. Then, uh, yeah. We do have very similar genetic makeup. My God, yeah. we're related. Almost. I do not have any major depressive feelings though. Okay. I do have some seasonal. That makes me issues, sad but- that you don't get depressive feelings. I don't think I'm, I don't, I'm not depressed. No, I'm, I'm not sad. anxious. I just I, get you know sad what? and everything. <laughs> you do get, you do well, have to, you do, you do have seasonal mood problems, however. Or I do. Assist. That's why I live in LA. So yeah. I can avoid all that <laughs> all the horrible, seasons. horrible seasonal stuff on the East coast. It was the worst. So yeah, overall, I think that, uh, fibromyalgia, bruxism, insomnia. You have a little bit of insomnia. You know what it is with insomnia? I hate going to sleep. You're Maybe just missing out. You're just missing out on everything. I hate it. Well, here's a story. So my mom, when I was growing up, Philly summer is very similar to New York summer. It's humid. hot and humid and it's, oh, the worst. My mom said she was allergic to air conditioning. So in my room, as I sleep, all yes. I had was a little fan. Oh, God. And it blow hot air. <laughs> so going to sleep, and my parents would force me to go to sleep. And I go to to bed with this and i could not sleep i hated it so i have it in my head and i would <clears throat> i think we talked about it before i would make mixed tapes yep like i would sit there with a radio and a, a tape recorder so i still think i have some of this that i don't i never go to sleep unless i am exhausted like i have to be super super tired 
to go and then I just pass out. So maybe there is a little bit of that insomnia, right? Yeah. It always, it always goes back to our childhood somehow. Yeah. And bruxism, but I do have some THC side effects. Look at that. Interesting. I have a lot of them. A lot of them. Wow. Impulsivity after THC use, schizophrenia after chronic THC use, which is that AKT1, which is psychosis, that gene. Mm. And then uh, psychomatic, which is psychosis-like effects, working memory. So yeah, this is the one that really is uh, a concerning one. Not to me because uh, I kind of know what my thing is, but this gene, we talked about this before too. I'm going to repeat for those that, that didn't hear. Over the last several months, I've had several people that actually contacted me and said they had a psychotic break. Wow. And all of them have the this same gene. exact profile. All of them. This gene, when triggered, you can have a psychotic episode. So if you have this gene, which is the, which gene is this? AKT1. AKT1, you better be careful about chronic use of THC products, right? Well, it's not just the gene, it's the genotype. You know, uh, computers speak in a binary code, ones and zeros. Yep. And then you have the user interface on top of that, but behind that's ones and zeros, everything. So your genes communicate in four letters, a C, a T, an A, and a G. Those are called nucleotides. So the combination of those letters are your genotype. That's what makes it yours. So in that AKT1, the one that's associated with an increased risk of a psychotic effects is the homozygous, which is the CC. It's the two letters are identical. So it's not just, do you have that gene? It's which genotype on that. And it's not even the gene. It's called a SNP, a single nucleotide polymorphism. It's that genotype that is uh, prevalent in that uh, psychosis. When it's expressed, it's called a phenotype. So you have a genotype that's a genetic predisposition. When it's expressed, it's your phenotype. It's, you're actually experiencing that in a moment. And uh, yeah, that's it. I also have B12 deficiency. Maybe that is the... Uh, uh, that's it. The that's the elusive juju gene. <laughs> it's all B12. There's gonna, suddenly after this podcast, there's a line of Jewish people out in front of CVS <laughs> looking for B12. Um, I think you get a shot. <laughs> so let's, to wrap up here, if people are interested in this test and the service, they do what, Glenn? They go to EndoDNA, and they just order the test. The kit. And, and I have done the, Clearly, I have done the test. I can tell you that it is Yeah, You can, you like can order DNA. the kit and get it shipped to you. You can buy it in a store, or if you have your 23andMe or Ancestry, you can just upload your results uh, from the raw data that you already own. And how much is this? Retails for $199 for the full kit and $49.95 for the data upload. And uh, we have uh, Endoline products that are coming. We have a, all kinds of interesting things that I'll mention to our audience where we have some products that are uh, being developed by our partners that are going to be aligned with your DNA. And we'll give out maybe complimentary kits for people to try these products hmm. and get them honed in so they're exactly know what they're getting. So that those are kind of things. That's exciting. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying the, the products that are right for me because I know that I'm looking for some linalool and, well, depending what I Lim what I need. And limamine. Linalool is your friend. It's a very, very nice calming ter terpene. I'm going you know, to look out for that one. I have so much CBD on my um, desk right now. I'm going to look to see which ones have the linalool in them, if they do at all. I have a question for you. Change topics for a minute. Yes. What do you think about this new thing of drive-in shows, live concerts? Drive-in shows. Have you heard about that? No. What happens? 
So you know, we talked about live concerts. When are live concerts going to come back? Right. Well, live concerts are coming back. It's just they have are- some now, but it's driving. Right. I like actually it. drive to the fairground. You stay in your car. Yeah. The music is through your speaker in your car. I love it. You're not supposed to get out, but some people are getting out. Of course they you do. You get out, you stand next to your car, but you have to wear a mask. I mean, what's not to like about that? I, I mean, of course, it's not as good as going to the Hollywood Bowl, but honestly, my son, who is in a band, they have been talking about this in their school. Uh, well, he's in a band. He's in a music school, right? And there's band. They have a jazz band, and they're talking about doing performances where everybody will drive into the parking lot and they'll perform, and everybody will stay in their car. I love this idea. I love the idea of getting people out of their houses in some way or another. So I'm all for it. And it would be particularly fun to go to like a hip hop concert in your car and just rock. It's just like the old days when people used to go to drive in movies, right? With their like, yeah. or like the Flintstones where they have to bring the, the big horn. I'm now really <laughs> aging myself here, but they had that big horn, the big yes. husk that they put in, the, put in the car. I have never been in my, to my, in my life to a drive in movie theater. So I'm excited about this opportunity so what are, what are you hearing is this going to be happening yes. in los angeles oh yeah what's well, already happening so cypress hill announced a show oh, terrific. they're doing a show and sublime is doing a show sublime still around sublime with rome it's oh, okay. the new sublime which right. sounds i don't want to say as good you, you know that whole story right that no i don't know this it was, their, it was their friend okay who used to hang out with them yeah who and used... when what's his name when he passed when the lead singer passed yeah, yeah. When the lead singer passed uh, their friend took over and he sings, knows all the songs and sings all the songs. And he and sounds a lot cool. like that guy. Sounds a lot like him. Yeah. Very, very good. Okay. Yeah, I've seen him live a couple of times. It's really, really good. So I, I recommend it for anybody. Oh, that's exciting. I think I have the sublime gene. <laughs> Some people really hate sublime. I, I think they have a, a almost a, a genome, genomic really? predisposition to hating sublime. Is that, yeah. is that, you, you hate sublime? No, I love them. Uh, but I know that I just talked to somebody recently who's like, I, I, that's my least favorite band in the world. And I was like, what? Really? How could you not like Why? sublime? They just They're felt so like fun. they were like fake reggae, white boy reggae, and they're incredible. I don't like, I don't Yeah, agree. but I, I don't think that's. There's I nothing mean, wrong the, with that. And they're, well, what about No Doubt? I mean, there's right. so many. Well, I don't think they liked so any of that sort of South Orange County's <laughs> Long Beach, you know, <laughs> but I love it. It was such a unique time in California history. And that music was coming out of California and it was really interesting and different. And yeah, like they hate what's the other great band out of Minneapolis that I went and saw that does um, Amber is the color of her energy. 311. 311. I love 311. Amazing. I've yeah. seen 311 a couple of times. Me too. Though, right? We just saw, I just saw the one my son a few years ago. So, yeah. So I'm into it. I'm all in. I got the sublime gene. And I'm all well, in with Can- uh, Cypress Hill, too. It's funny. I like yeah. all the pothead bands. I love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so think about it this way. You're in your car. You're going to the fairground. I, I, I think it's in Orange County somewhere. But anyway, you're in your car and Cypress Hill. And everybody's going to be medicating at some level, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. In your car. You're driving under the influence. That is. As soon as you pull out. So uh, how. How are they going to monitor that? Yeah, that's a problem. Well, so Unless I, you can Uber there. But then you're in a then you're in a diseased Uber car, yeah. The Uber. They're gonna have to figure that out. Do they still have Uber in LA? They're trying to get rid of it. <laughs> Maybe not Uber, but whatever. Lyft over there. That's interesting. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying that I, I like the movement, the forward movement of actually trying to get people and you know go to concerts and people shows. Are, I think it's great to get out of the house. Yeah. I'm just like, worried about the worried car. about the alcohol, especially when us with our teenage kids. Yeah. No, I think it's an it's a, definitely an issue. They'll probably have to have somebody like a cop or some sort of uh, alcohol line. Listen, we got to give up something somewhere. You're either going to make the decision to go out 
and do something like that and be responsible or you, you got to stay home. I don't know. Yeah, People got to make I sacrifices. Everybody wants everything. They want to be able to go, go out. They want to be able to drink. They want to, it's like, come on, dude, <laughs> we're doing the best we can do. Yeah. Go out and have fun. I, I yeah. think there's also, what's his name? Sully from Godsmack and, and Aaron Lewis from Stain. They're, they're doing a show. Also a driving show. I can see, and I could see like theater being done this way. And I think it's a pretty cool idea. I mean, I just hope it doesn't replace the real thing. Then people are never going to get out of their cars. I just got a tour of the new Rams and the Charger Stadium virtual tour. Oh, cool. And uh, you can't go, but it's, you know, it's the stadium's half sold out. And they said they're going to have concerts there and all that stuff. And I said, when? I said, well, we don't know when. (laughs) We're just happy. Everything is almost sold out. It's happening. And 2021 is when they're going to even think of starting something. Well, I have, I can't tell you how many tickets to shows I have that were not honored. Billie Eilish. um, Yep, me too. uh, Alanis Morissette, the New Order, Pet Shop Boys, yeah. got so many shows got signed. Oh, coming in 2021. So I'm I'm gonna be my 2021 is gonna be concert packed, and they better figure. Did you this get thing refunds out. by the way? No, everything is just like oh. you're gonna wait a year. Yeah, it's I like it's, it's as if like life just stopped for a year, and we'll just resume yeah. next year. Of course, nobody really yeah, I have, knows. But... I have Guns and Roses tickets too. Oh, that's exciting. And, yeah, and it's like I spent a lot on those, but yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping that 2021 is a lot better than 2020. Well, Len, this is always, this has been super fascinating and fun. And I feel like I know a lot more about my DNA. Not so happy about some of the things I found out, but I'm going to work on it. And um, I'm going to find my Linolul CBD right after this conversation. I got you, brother. All right, man. Until next week. Yes. This is. Thank you. Everything is personal. Yes, it is. Peace. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.